We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Forget everything you've ever heard about dieting. What if you could eat the foods you love and find a way to get fit that was actually enjoyable? Welcome to Have It All with Devin Alexander. The chef from TV's Biggest Loser has lost 70 pounds and kept it off for over 30 years. She has also helped others to stop yo-yo dieting and actually transformed their lives. Now, here's your host, Devin Alexander. Hey everyone, happy Wednesday. I'm so excited to be here with a big topic and an amazing guest. So today, it's all about love and relationships, something that I am definitely not an expert in. We all know that, but I'm getting better. Uh, It's basically my question for people is, does love make you fit or does it make you fat? For me, honestly, it makes me fit. I know that that is not the consensus. I put this on my Facebook page this week and so many people... We're either saying both or that it actually makes them struggle, which is so funny to me because I feel like when I am in a relationship, like I'm one of those people who when I get lonely or sad or bored, I tend to eat more. And sometimes I'll even be sitting on my sofa, you know, eating a snack or something going, if I was sitting here with a guy I liked, I would never be doing this. Plus for me, um, when I'm in a relationship, like I feel like I want to look my best And so I just tend not to go there, which, as I said, is so interesting to me that other people struggle with this. So I would love for you to call in and talk about that if you'd like, like why it's harder. I know that people do say that whoever in the relationship cooks is the person who dictates the health of both people in the relationship. So if someone who cooks really healthy is the one who cooks, the other person loses weight and vice versa. So maybe a lot of you have husbands or wives who cook amazing indulgent food and you can't say no to it. I don't know, but I would be curious to hear. But meanwhile, I told you I have a fantastic guest today coming on soon. Um, It's April Beyer. You probably know her from television. She's an amazing relationship coach, and I have actually had the immense privilege of talking to April in person many, many times. And honestly, when I was struggling a little, I went to April and I honestly have gone to a few dating coaches, um, a few dating experts. And it's amazing to me how so many of them, once you hit like 35, are so mean to single women. And they just sit there and dig you apart or like they're like, oh, I'm not going to be able to find anyone for you or whatever. And April has been so loving to every single person I know who has ever talked to her. And she has this cool new dating online platform that is so much better than like Tinder and Bumble and all of those crazy ones that literally you're looking at people's terrible pictures and all of that. Hers is a cross between a awesome online site and actually a matchmaker getting involved to help you. So she'll be telling you about that a little bit more. But first, I want to jump into something that uh, is really important to me that I think 
April will be able to speak more to as well. But I had a client years ago who, well, actually, okay. So clients either tell me if they're single that they can't lose weight because it's not worth cooking for a single person and food goes bad. And I understand all that. That can happen. And then married people tell me that they can't lose weight because the other person brings bad food into the house. And I understand that too. There's got to be a solution to this though, right? And I think these things, I don't want to call them excuses, but we all have obstacles. And whether you're single and you're going through what I said in the beginning, or you're married and you're dealing with that, like there's got to be ways to deal with these. And as I said, April will help us with these. But I want to tell a story to like really bring this home for you. So I had this client who I adore, like amazing guy, 31 years old, was living with his parents. And one day he went on this total rant as to how he couldn't lose weight because his mom kept bringing pizza into the house. And I was like, wait a second. Uh, Okay, first of all, you're 31 years old living in your mother's house. Like, what is her take on you and you needing to live in her house? And it's like, you need to step up and stop uh, living in her house if it's that big a problem or if not, negotiate with her. I'm like, I am sure it's not like you're telling her not to eat pizza. I'm sure there's something you can do around the house or for her that would make her feel loved enough to want to give up the pizza. And it was really funny because he's like, oh, yeah. And I'm telling that story because I think a lot of times, like, we fall to blame on other people. And the truth is that it's often our own thing that, as I said, this person, he could move out of his parents' house. He could offer to clean the garage if his mom didn't bring in pizza. But instead, he was so stuck in blaming her. Well, the good news is he got the pizza out of the house. He started losing weight. And it was awesome. Um, I just think I invite everybody. As I said, we all do it. I have excuses myself. Believe me, I do. I mean, I have junk in my house because I cook, so it would be really easy for me to be like, oh, well, I have to have all this, so I have to eat it. No, I don't have to eat it. I don't. It's harder if I have it in the house. But again, like, really consider what your excuses are. Every once in a while, like, I will literally make a list of what my excuses are so that I can be like, okay, how can I fix this? Because if you're not acknowledging that you're doing these things, it's really, really hard to reverse them. Okay, so now let's talk about me for a couple minutes before we jump into April. Um, I am actually in a relationship right now. It's new, so let's not get too excited. (laughs) Um, But I will tell you that um, I had a boyfriend um, up until recently and or well not real recently but I was dating somebody who I really thought I had so much in common with like truly 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 did like we even had the same birthday it was nuts and after him I was like I just don't even know one how I'm going to trust someone again and two how I'm going to find someone with that much in common. 
And back in April, I decided, I've, I've alluded to this a number of times, and I promise I'll tell you what it is soon, but I decided to do something for myself that I've been wanting to do in a really long time that is a giant undertaking, just absolutely huge. It's the biggest item on my bucket list um, that was honestly in part sparked by the fact that this person I, I just felt I had so much in common with that mm-hmm. I wasn't going to meet anybody else. Um, that I felt that way about. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to totally jump in and indulge in what I want to do for myself. So I started taking major steps toward that and really, really, truly planning not to date anybody because I was like, nobody's going to date me for a while while I'm like so focused on this other thing. And as it turns out, I met somebody who's like absolutely adorable and I mean, I'm not going to, I I don't have as much in common in a like check the box kind of way, but it's just so fun because he's so adorable and we're aligned in so many ways and he's on board with my big dream, which is just crazy. So um, I think part of that was the freedom for me to like, I had to reveal some stuff on really early dates that I was just like, you know what? Hey, I'm doing this now. Like whatever, I won't have time for this, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it was really funny how he's like, that's okay. And I'm like, what? How is that okay? You're supposed to run away. Um, But anyway, as I said, as I reveal things in upcoming weeks, you'll learn more about that. But for now, I I just want to say that I think sometimes, like, I have a lot of fear of really, truly, truly being myself and telling everything. And because I was resolved that I was going to be alone, I think, you know, for a while, it wasn't like, it's not like this big, scary thing, like in the future. But for now, it's just, as I said, it's going to take my focus. And it's a little weird to bring someone into potentially that I was just like, nobody's going to be on board. And so I was just really bold. And on a second date, I'm like, look, this is what I'm doing right now. And, you know, blah, 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 blah. And it was really, really funny. And to make matters even worse, or better, I guess, So I'm on my first date with him and my friends know that I'm not Little Miss Hookup. I'm really not. Like, I date someone for a while. Well, and I'm not a morning person. So they saw us at breakfast at 9 o'clock in the morning, which was actually our first date. I just, you know, did a casual meet kind of thing. So... Literally, my girlfriend, who I always spend Thanksgiving with, 10 minutes in, sees us, and she's like, hi, and starts asking him all this question, these questions, and behind me, she's like, finger, like, he's adorable, like, mouthing he's adorable, and I'm just like, go away, I've known this guy for 10 minutes, like, go away, I mean, I didn't say that, obviously, but it was just like, oh, awkward. Then on the second date, he asks me a question that sparks me to tell him this big, bold thing. And, um, and he was like, that's amazing. And I'm like, you think that's amazing? So that was crazy. And I, again, I promise I'll tell you soon. And then on date three, we're playing beach tennis. We're literally on the beach. We're on one court. And then down the beach a tiny bit is a group of my friends that I play beach tennis with. And literally like I introduce him to the group kind of in a cursory way and then we're playing and then we stop and literally this woman random woman teeny tiny girl starts beelining for me as we're standing there and literally I kid you not starts slapping me going I'm gonna f you up and I'm like whoa I don't know you now mind you I'm on date three with this adorable guy and I'm just like, 
what is going on? And it turns out she's on drugs. Like we had to call the police. Like I had to get the other group of my friends involved. Like this is on our safe beach. I've been playing beach tennis at this place for seven years. I've never had anything. I've never had a woman start slapping me in my life. I'm not the kind of person who has conflict. And I'm thinking, oh my God, this guy's going to think I'm nuts. And meanwhile, like he gets between us before we call the police to like protect me, but having no, like he thought that I was going to know her. It was just crazy. So then we start joking about like, what are the producers doing next? Like, obviously there's no producers, but it was just like weird thing after weird thing after weird thing. And lo and behold, like we're now like dating and it's kind of funny. And I'm taking him to a red carpet event this Saturday night. So I'm kind of excited about that. Um, But as I said, I mean, it's, it's, we're only like a month in, so could just be one of those, you know, early things that's just super fun or who knows could be my soulmate we'll see um but I I just sort of wanted to say that because I think sometimes as I said I'm afraid to 100% be myself and this time like I really am not I'm kind of like going for it all um everybody knows my upcoming book is called you can have it this show is called have it all so I am truly 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 surrounding myself this year with awesome people like April who um who really goes for it and helps people get what they want and and so that's what I'm committed to so on that note I am um, going to bring April on to talk to us a little bit about her new program. Welcome, April. Hi, Devin. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. As you know, I have adored you from the moment I met you. I mean... I think literally like every person that I talked to after 35 about dating was just like, you have to date someone 10 years older. You have to do this. You have to do that. And, and I'm like, wow. Um, and you were <laughs> so loving and nurturing. And you're like, I remember specifically, you're like, I don't have a guy for you right now, but I've, I have had guys for you before and I will have them for you again. And you were just so loving. And, and so I'd love for you to talk a little bit about, Um, I mean, I think first for, well, let's talk about your program because I think it's really interesting and I think it applies to both people, even though people who are in a marriage aren't going to use it. I think it does apply. It does apply because I think what I've built, um, and the hope for this is that we'll be able to support people at any stage of their relationship. Um, that's a bigger dream. Those are big eyes of mine for later on down the road. But, you know, as you know, I've been doing sort of a, you know, highly curated hand-stitched matchmaking model, uh, very personal search for some of the most eligible single men in the country for many, many years. I've been a matchmaker for 20 years. Uh, And although that was wonderful and I've loved every moment of it and I've been responsible for happy marriages and babies coming into the world, what got to me about a year and a half to two years ago was, you know, this is really, this is something that everybody needs. And although I loved the exclusivity of what I was doing, it it was excluding people. And I wanted to create a format that could reach more people, um, that could also teach people how to date, how to relate, how to date smart. And ultimately, what I learned was I was actually teaching people how to date on their level when they met me. And whatever that means for you, it could be your level spiritually, professionally, physically, 
um, intellectually. Uh, it could be your level as far as your need and desire for travel, um, your love language level. All of this is kind of what I wanted to create. So what I wanted to do was how can I take my brain, my philosophy, my process that I would give to individual people like when you and I met, how can I bring it to more? So I set out to create Level, which is, um, yes, it's a new platform based on my 20 years of experience. And um, there's an algorithm that actually helps us to find the better, more perfect matches quicker so that we can um, create ideas for people and more people. And we should probably quickly tell people, I know most people know you, but in case people don't, um, will you tell them a little bit about what you were doing? Yes. Um, I started out as a, <clears throat> excuse me, a matchmaker about 20 years ago. And uh, I worked for a very large, well, at the time we were a medium size uh, matchmaking agency. And although I loved it and I was responsible for Many marriages there, it was, it was a very stressful type of environment because we worked for both women and men. And about six years later, uh, I decided to leave that agency and I wanted to fill a hole in the market. And I decided that I wanted to work for men and I became a personal matchmaker, a consultant <clears throat> to some of the brightest, most interesting men out there that were longing for love and to meet a quality woman. And then through that work over the years, I started becoming a coach and a relationship expert. And I've been featured on Dr. Phil and ABC 2020 and Good Morning America sharing my advice and leading small retreats and whatnot and coaching people privately and helping them to overcome their fears and realizing that it's not just about one's dating life. We have to look at everyone in a very holistic way, which is why I think this conversation today is so fascinating for me, because we do have to look at all po pockets of one's life, their friendships, their social habits, their family relationships, everything comes into the mix when you're guiding someone. It's so true. And and as I said, like April does all of this with love. <laughs> like, it's amazing. We're going to have to take a break in a, a second here. But I, I really want to emphasize how important I think that her work is because of the love that comes through it. Because I really do think sometimes relationships, although they're about love, turn into this like, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, when it's actually so important that we're nurturing in every aspect of it, including getting pizza out of the house from my friend's mother. So we're going to take a break here and then we're going to jump back in to much more about April and her solving all of our woes. <laughs> Stay tuned, everyone. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Want to improve your health, business, and life just by listening to a radio show? Well, we can at least move you in the right direction. Listen for Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. Each week, Allison will speak with amazing guests and find out what's changed their lives and how they are changing the lives of others. From beauty to health to business and personal relationships, we're here to inspire you to live your life of passion. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers channel 
Tune in to The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso and special VIP co-hosts for an entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussion with some of the top stars in their fields, from business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, literature, and current events. If you're looking for what's next and comparing it to what's now or what's past, look no further than The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. It's time to elevate yourself and your business to the next level. What are the secrets of business success? Discover them on Key Entrepreneurs of Influence with your host, Kieran Sweeney. Find out who the business owners are that stand out in their respective industries and what they can teach you. The program contains valuable advice that can cost thousands through a professional consultant. Key Entrepreneurs of Influence can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Hear the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. You are listening to Have It All with Devin Alexander. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to fans at devinalexander.com. Now, back to Have It All. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. So I'm here with April Byer, celebrity relationship expert and matchmaker extraordinaire. She's truly, truly, truly like the best matchmaker out there. Um, I swear, if she let women hire her, I would have like I've bugged her so many times. It's like, let me hire you. But unfortunately, she doesn't. But now I'm happy. So we're all good. And, And I adore April as much as I always have. Uh, she was talking about her new relationship platform called Level. And the one thing that I wanted to say that I think is cool about it as someone who has, yes, I admit it, I've used the dating apps. Um, You know what, I've honestly also, uh, I've sometimes, I've told people that I've used them just to find tennis partners in other cities, um, which works really well, by the way, if you're ever stuck for a workout partner, just jump, I mean, obviously not if you're married, but for those of us who are single, it it works. Uh, But But I love April's because she actually meets the people. So it's not some random potential weirdo. Uh, So, April, what I wanted to ask you, though, is say you do have a spouse or partner who wants to eat fattening things and you don't. Do you have words of wisdom for this? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it's interesting. You were talking about your relationship and how it's early. Mm -hmm. Um, I say it's never too early or ever too late to to speak up, right? So Mm -hmm. um, I hear a lot of people saying, well, we just started dating, so I can't say anything. Um, Or we've been together so long, the patterns have already been uh, set. You know, if we're talking about food today, my first response is, you know, first of all, there are no tricks. There are definitely solutions and there are are ideas. But I, I think the optimum word here is support. So whether it's with your diet or anything else that you have going on in your life, your partner is there. That is to be the one person in your life, whether they're new or an old partner, to support you in your dreams, wishes, and needs, right? Otherwise, Uh why are you in this relationship? Right. So I think what's more important than just stocking of food or not stocking of food, I think it's the ask. 
And how you ask is important. There's no one way. But I also think it's it's vital to understand what inspires your partner, right? Uh-huh. So what you could do is, you know, if there's... Uh, if you're not getting support from the partner, I think you have to figure out what motivates them and what inspires them, right? It's not about uh-huh. just asking because you can ask, but uh-huh. you don't always get the things that you ask for and you have to be clear in your ask without blaming. But I believe in group. So if you're hanging out with a group of friends that are cooking beautiful food or whatever it is that you like, you've got to figure out a way to get your partner to that. Build your community around those people who are already doing what you want to do. And it will have influence. You've got to make it fun. I, um, I know you sometimes have classes, Devin, or at least you used to. Um, a lot of people are doing these fun little pop-up vegan cooking classes or things that you can go to with your partner and make it like a fun night out. You know, my husband and I, we do not have the same food habits, and we certainly didn't when we first met. He thought whole foods was a bad word. (laughs) Um, And it was really hard. I was dealing with a guy from the Midwest, and every dinner had to have meat and potatoes, and there was Doritos in the house all the time, and Coca-Cola. And, you know, I had a lot of influence around him. So instead of me complaining or saying, don't put that stuff in the house, I just started entering things into the cabinet and into the refrigerator that I knew were nutritious and right for my body and his. But I did sit with his doctor one day and I said, look, you know, he eats this and I don't. And he looks at me and he said, you're not his mother. <laughs> Let him find his own way. So the moral of the story is I had to kind of be independent and do what I was doing and what, how I wanted to eat and how I wanted to live my life. And believe me, it had massive impact and influence on my partner. Now, there's never Coke or there's never Doritos in the house because he doesn't want it anymore. Mm. And that stopped many, many years ago. Well, I'm going to jump to another question because I wasn't planning to ask for a while. But, okay, April is hot. Like, I see her at events, and I'm just like, whoa. Like, she has a rockin' body. She's, I mean, I know we've all seen her on TV, but but I want to know, like, you run a business. You're doing this new platform. I know that you're the most amazing, loving daughter. You have an amazing marriage with a hot husband, um, which is, like, how do you do it all? Like, how do you keep your successful business running and stay fit? Because, I mean, now we know you don't have Doritos and Coke in your house, but <laughs> how, how do you fit in the, like, what do you do workout wise? What do you do? Like, what do you do for yourself? Because it, you, I look at you and I'm like, I don't know how she does it all. Well, as you know, you know, I was injured a few years ago, which mm-hmm. completely stopped my workouts. I was a, a very athletic woman and 2012 had a major injury and a couple of surgeries. And that sort of put a kibosh on getting out there and being physical again. And, you know, uh, smoke and mirrors, Devin. I mean, there was uh, my figure is not as good as it used to be. I don't know. But- <laughs> I left, uh, my jaw dropped when we walked into a ma- mastermind together recently. I'm like, you're uh, not 20 either. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, first of all, when I focus on, you're right. I mean, somebody asked me the other day, how do you balance? You know, I, I'm not the queen of balance. I'm working a good, I would say 12 to 15 hour days trying to launch a new company and run my, my existing and coach and teach and write and do all the things that I do. But I just, I just focus on when I can't work out, I have to focus on the things that I'm eating that make me feel great and make me feel alive. I do a lot of juices, 
Um, I make it fun with my team. Yesterday, I said, all right, who wants to go with me? We're all going to go get green juices um, for our midday kind of pickup as opposed to hitting the coffee and the cream. I have dogs. I love my dogs. When I can, I don't care what time of the night it is. When I can get out there and walk the strand or get in the park with my dogs and do a fast jog walk with them, that's my happy place. And that's something I get to do with my husband. So even if we don't have time to hit the gym, that's something that we're constantly doing. And just doing things in the house. I used to be a dancer. So I will crank up the music and by myself, I will just dance for a solid hour. And for some reason, that takes the weight off of me faster than sitting in the gym, which never makes me happy, or going to, you know, a yoga class. I've tried, I've tried, I've tried, but something about movement and dance, when you can move your body in the way you want to move it without an instructor or anybody there looking on, even if you dim the lights in your dining room or your living room and you just rock it, that's something that I do as much as I can. And for some reason, my body responds. I love that you said that because I, I mean, in the vein of have it all, like, I don't like the gym. I've talked about this, like getting on a treadmill to me feels like punishment. (laughs) And so I've found my obsessive beach tennis group. And normally I don't get hit on the beach when I'm playing. (laughs) Normally it's another love place for me. And for me, it's created community. So I think it's amazing that you have found something like that, that people, again, anyone can do that no matter what your weight is, no matter what you're struggling with, you can crank up music in your house. And I actually, one of my clients who lost uh, 230 pounds, he said that the first movement he ever did was he turned on the Ellen TV show and danced in the beginning of that. So amazing. Like, look, you can look like April or you can. (laughs) I'm sure there's a lot more. No, I'm I'm sure your green juices have a lot to do with it. But (laughs) well, you know, if you're not working out, you have to make choices. You talked about this not too long ago when we met at that mastermind group. It's like if you're going to do this, then you got to pull back over here. Uh You know, you can create your own balance. But so many of us are working so many crazy, crazy, crazy hours that it's tough. It's it's not easy. So if you are going to find that little pocket of time, it has to be something that makes you light up, right? Whatever right. your thing is. But I find when I tell women to dance, that seems to be something that helps them not only with dropping of weight, feeling good in their body, but it does something. It changes the way you walk. It changes the way you enter a room. It changes how sexy you feel. I was in a class with a woman that was a Nike trainer, and there were women of all ages and all sizes in that class. And every single woman, when they walked in, they were sort of stiff. They weren't approachable. They weren't friendly. By the time they would leave her room, women were engaged with one another. They were walking with their full body. They were walking with their shoulders back. Um, they just looked and felt sexy regardless of age and size. So there's something about letting your body move in that kind of unconstructed way, if if I could say that word, um, which helps a woman to feel sexier because a man is not judging our bodies the way we think a man is judging our bodies. Men only see the way you move. They really do. If you're rocking that dress, I don't care what size you are, you have to feel good in whatever you're wearing and you have to walk into a room as if you want to be seen. And that it has nothing to do with size. Because I swear to God, men are not looking at us with a, with a microscope the way we think they are. 
Yeah. No, I agree with that. I mean, I remember the first time, like the first time I ever felt beautiful. I was 26 years old and this guy just literally looked at me and he was just like, I mean, he was my boyfriend, but he's like, you're so sexy. And, and like, I know why it's, I mean, at that moment that I felt that way, but it was true. Like I did feel really good around him. I realized by that point that there were some trainers who like love my body, even though it's not perfect. And, you know, I have cellulite left over from being overweight and, um, I, you know, I was actually telling my tennis girls yesterday, like, I hate my tennis team. Like, I hate that the skirts are so short these days. Like the one area of my body that I don't love is my thighs. And, and, you know, it's like, I can go down that road and obsess on that. And I think actually this is the first time I've ever said that publicly. Cause I don't talk about it. I don't, you know, I try not to worry about it, but it, it does matter. You know, I'm like, okay, if a guy doesn't like me because of these few inches of my thighs, it's, you know, his problem. And, and, uh, but I, I do, you know, I mean, I know we all go there a little bit. Of course we do. And women, of, believe me, women of any size, uh, go through this women that you would look at and think, wow, she has the most perfect body in the world. She's obsessing about some part of her body. Um, unfortunately that's, you know, we could get into another conversation about that and yeah. what ad campaigns are doing to all of us, right. <laughs> but truly, you know, it, if you feel good, um, people will feel good around you. Truly. Mm. Yes. So, okay, let's go back to the, do you have any um, specific advice? Like if someone, you know, some people are probably like, oh yeah, it's easy um, to say that if someone stops supporting you, like they need to be your support. What about that person who's been in the marriage forever? Like, do you have something that's, that you can elaborate a little bit on? Like I kind of said it with the pizza thing, like ask your mom what she wants from you in exchange, do you have any specific examples that you could give people? Um, you know, first of all, I think it's, you know, the word influence comes to mind faster than anything. You know, learn how to be influential. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that is a powerful, powerful tool. So if you've been in a marriage for a long time and you feel that your partner has stopped supporting you, that is a time where um, that's a sit down. And you can't have any kind of fear around conversation like this, but it's a sit down of an ask of, I would love and feel so amazing and feel so loved by you if you could support me in this. I, I need this and I'm asking you to help me with it. Um, let me talk straight from male to female, uh, excuse me, female to male. When you enlist the help of a man and he gets to feel powerful around you, you have a fan. So the idea is don't nag, don't complain, don't whine, empower the person to do something for you. So that's why you have to figure out what their source of power is. And when you can say to a man, it would mean the world to me if you could help me with this. I have an issue when we're eating these kinds of foods or this is in the cabinet or this is consistently in the refrigerator. I'm having a struggle with it. Can you help me with that? Can you think of anything that you might do that would help me? Um, That's first. Second, um, I really believe that you can be in a relationship with somebody that isn't eating the same things that you are um, because you have to find your own independence within the relationship, right? Mm -hmm. And it's willpower. I have a friend who uh, was always a vegetarian. She went vegan. The man she's with and she's been with for a while now is a big meat eater. 
Um, she didn't do it from shaming him or telling him that he couldn't eat meat. She just kept bringing in beautiful things and, and sort of along the way taught him why she wanted to be vegan and how important it was to her. And because he loves her so much, he's become vegan. Oh, wow. But it's because she inspired him. She didn't tell him what to do. She inspired him by cooking amazing vegan dishes, um, taking him to events where he would learn about what her beliefs and values were. Um, she didn't have to do much of anything. It's sort of just the, the bad food in the fridge and the meat that he would bring into the, to the house just stopped after a while. That's amazing. Yeah, because I know, I do know that a lot of women, like this shocked me and I'm sure it'll shock you, April, but I asked randomly a few months ago what it means when you hear meat and potatoes person and the number of people who told me that their husbands don't eat a vegetable at all. Oh, yeah. um, It took me two years to get my husband to eat spinach. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah, it took a while. But you know what, you're right, and that's a male thing, you know, Uh a lot of, because we're obviously, we're body conscious more than men are, so it takes a while, it takes a lot of of effort. My, I will say this, if you are being disrespected, you have a bigger problem than someone just not supporting you. So you have to look at the bigger issue, not just the food, not just the diet choices. If I've asked my partner to help me with something, and I've asked three, four times, and it's not happening... We don't have a food issue. We have a respect issue. So that's something that you need to look at. And that's what you attack, not the food. And then if that's really ongoing, like if someone really isn't getting the support, like, do you recommend them going to counseling? Like, what would you tell somebody? Oh, my gosh, yes. I'm a big fan of that. So if you have tried in your own positive way of positive reinforcement and being influential, Um, and you've tried those, and you've done your ask in the most positive, kind, loving way, and it's still not happening, and you still feel unseen, unheard, then we do have a a communication problem, we have a respect problem, and that's what you take to a counselor. That's what you deal with, because there is something bigger at play. Yeah, I know. It's so funny, because I, like... I'm hearing the voices in my head. And remember, people, you are more than welcome to call in and ask your specific questions. Um, We are going to go on a break. But when we come back, as I said, I'm here. April's here. So if you want to call in, you can. Um, I know a lot of people after the shows, like they email me all these things that they want me to talk about. And I'd love for everyone to learn from things. So please, 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 if you can, call in. Um, But we will be talking a lot more about how to get your partner on board when we come back so stay tuned we don't follow we lead join us the voice america influencers channel what is the real social impact that those in the entertainment industry are making? Indie Vision Radio with host Scott C. Brown, the founder of the Indie Vision Project and Maxit Magazine, is a personal conversation about their work in the industry and the impact they're having on humanity. From world health to world peace, you're given a true behind-the-scenes look at what those working in the indie realm are doing to make a positive influence on the world. On the Influencers Channel, tune in to Indie Vision Radio, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America. 
If you're looking to grow your business, enjoy fascinating relationships, achieve your goals, and find hope in a seemingly hopeless world, you'll want to tune into Coffee with Christy. Host Christy Dryling and her incredible guests have a frank and open discussion every week. Think of it as a time to meet with your mentors, get the motivation you need, and remove the obstacles one hour at a time. Coffee with Christy is heard live every Monday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Influencers. The Greg Reed Show takes you behind the scenes with some of the most successful entrepreneurs and influencers the world has to offer. Greg S. Reed is known as a master storyteller and a highly sought-after motivational keynote speaker. You'll learn that successes have their downsides and challenges as well. Find out how Greg and his guests have overcome these challenges to become some of the top influencers today. Listen to The Greg Reed Show, Mondays at 12 noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Influencers. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Have It All with Devin Alexander. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to fans at devinalexander.com. Now, back to Have It All. Hey, everyone. I'm back with celebrity relationship expert April Beyer, who is also the founder of Level. And she's just an all-around rock star and by far my favorite dating expert. I've met tons, and I love this woman. Um, I know in the beginning of this, I mentioned that I'm in a new relationship. And uh, I also said that my last relationship made me think that I wasn't going to meet anybody who I had that much in common with. Because the last one, I mean, amazing man, he, like... It was so uncanny what we had in common. Um, But on the flip side, I actually feel like this one is truly a better fit for me, even though I said all that and I really believe it. And so we're going to talk, I mean, I'm going to talk a little bit about why that is. And then April's going to jump into aligning with partners because that's so much what she's about. But for me... It's so funny because this particular guy, like, as I said, when I say he's adorable, it's it's not that he's, like, some crazy off-the-charts hot guy. It's just everything about him is, personality-wise, like, I'm a big goof. I know people don't see that a lot in my, because I take, you know, food so seriously, but to me, everything is play. Like, I even sometimes have been, and, and maybe people do get this. Um, but I I remember I did an interview with a reporter many years ago and they literally started the article with Devin Alexander is like a big child, uh, talking about food, but I like food and I say I play with food and I am silly and I make snarky, like I like to call my sense of humor, sweetly sarcastic. Like I make snarky comments all the time and, but you know, with love, like they're not mean, they're just funny observations. And so he's like that too. So we're goofy and silly together and he's 
three, two years older than me. Um, and, but the same big kid, like he also looks younger. Neither of us drink that much, which is something that I very much value. Um, because I can't afford the calories. Like everybody knows I have the biggest sweet tooth on the planet. I'm a chocoholic. So I can't be drinking and eating chocolate. And so when I go out with somebody and they're feeling like, I'm not social or they're not, you know how people, when you, you sometimes go out with them and, and they feel like if you don't have a drink, like that something's being taken away from them. I even have some girlfriends like that who I will drink with just because I like them enough. And I'm like, okay, well I'll skip my chocolate, but, but it's hard in a relationship for me to do that. So this guy is like, you know, a one drink kind of guy, which is great. And I don't have to drink with him and he doesn't care. And then he also loves healthy food. He's not a picky eater, so I can make him anything I want, and he loves it, which is great. And uh, and it's, I mean, super healthy, and he's happy. And then most of our dates have been active. Even, you know, I said we went on this breakfast date, and then he literally, within a day, called me, and he's like, let's play beach tennis. And I was like, wait, what? And he didn't even know what it was. But I was just like so charmed by the fact that he would just be like, let's do your thing. And then he's also super positive, which for me, like I need, like I absolutely positively need a person who can, you know, make me like, I'm, I, I already feel like I'm elevated and I like elevating people, but I've been in relationships where I felt like I was their cheerleader and they didn't cheerlead me back. And it gets to be really draining over time. And, um, and then I've, you know, I've dated chefs before who, you know, want to go to all these elaborate events and they act like I'm not a real chef if I'm not eating like the most fattening things in the world. And, and so this one is just, it's, it's easy and fun and it's like not what I imagined. Um, but super cool and and I have said to him that for the first time in forever like I feel like a hundred percent myself like I feel like I can say anything and he's cool with it so so I know April you um you talk about these sort of alignments and I would love to hear how you suggest people find them and what they look for Great. Um, Well, you know, earlier on you had said that he didn't check all the boxes, but what I'm hearing when you're talking right now is that you guys share the same values. Mm -hmm. So instead of us getting into things like I eat this kind of food, he eats that kind of food, I drink, he doesn't drink, you both value um, uh, honesty and fitness and health. And, you know, those are the deeper things that people need to look for. I think when people are out there dating and they're looking for the people who have things in common with them, like activities, mm-hmm. the relationship tends to die. And usually it's going to spark out within the first 90 days because there isn't enough glue. Um, and what I've deduced and how I created level was how can I create a matching alignment that, uh, that brings people together based on those core values, whatever yours are. And we have to determine those by looking at your past. What were the values that you were raised with? Do you still have those today? And a, and a quicker way to find it is when you have extra time, energy, money, resources, whatever that is, where do you spend it? Mm. Mine goes directly to my husband and my family, my business, and my parents. So Um, there is nothing that's going to stand in the way of those three things. So if you want to know what I value, uh, where I'm going to put my time, energy, money, and resources, it's that. 
right? It's mm-hmm. my business, my home, my, my marriage, my dogs, um, and my family, my parents who are, who are aging. Um, nothing can stand in the way. Notice I didn't say travel. Doesn't mean I don't like to travel, love to travel, but I've done plenty of it. But those three things must come first before I travel. And I think if people were really looking at their own core values, what they truly believe in first, before they ever even went out starting to look for anybody or went on these dating apps or went online or went to a matchmaker, assessing what those are first and then find the person. So the boxes are very hard to check. If you have a long, long laundry list of all the things you're looking for that are what I call kind of above the neck superficial requests, Mm-hmm. You're going to get lost. So I always say, don't give the universe too big of a list and definitely don't go to a matchmaker like me and give me too big of a, of a list because my <laughs> eyes are going to cross. <laughs> um, give me your values. Tell me how you want to feel when you're with someone. And I'll bet that the guy you're dating right now makes you feel the way you want to feel. Whatever I don't remember what your word was when we talked, but I bet that's what's happening. Um, and it seems it seems so easy and when you can speak freely without fear, fear of rejection, fear of failure, fear of, fear of someone leaving you, judging you, you're in the right relationship. The fact that you can be bold and candid and be yourself. I will say that the relationships that have gone the distance and have become long-term relationships and or marriages, they all said the same thing in the first 30 days of dating. I feel so comfortable. I feel like myself. It's so easy. There is no struggle. It just feels easy. It feels calm. Mm. It feels like home, yeah. right? Yeah. So we can't, you know, all the things we talked about today about how do you get your partner to do this? It's like a, it's like a professional diver. If they don't dismount from the diving board, well, they're going to land terribly in the water, right? So choose well, and then the relationship will be easier as far as asking for things like, can we eat better? Can we go for a walk instead of sitting in front of the TV? Like, let's get out and exercise together. You won't have to do all that push and pull if you've chosen well from the start. Right. Which I guess sometimes, honestly, having been single for a long time does feel difficult. <laughs> it it doesn't um it doesn't feel like there are a lot of people out there who have values in the way that I do. And I guess you and I have talked about this and and sort of with all the apps and all of the swipe swipe and that mentality. Um and I know that your platform is designed to get us through some of that. Um, well, yeah, because if somebody, people don't, people do two things, and that's what I was trying to get away from. You know, I think the swiping and the online dating apps, they're really hurting, um, they're hurting people. They're wounding people. People are more insecure. Women are more insecure than ever before. Because what happens is when you give somebody the opportunity to say who they are, they don't always tell the truth. And even if they aren't lying, they're being aspirational about who they are. And no one's asking them, what do you believe in? Like, what gets you out of bed in the morning? Where's your heart? Because that's just sort of taboo on a first date. And no one's going to put that on their little tiny mini bio on a dating app. And no one is vetting them or um, learning about them. And then I think people feel that if they go out with somebody, let's just say you met on an app. If you go out with somebody Um, why not ask the deeper questions? It's not about, do you want marriage? Find out a way to ask somebody what they believe in and what they want and what they need in a different way. 
be inquisitive about who they are as opposed to interrogating them or interviewing them because the app and the apps don't do enough for people. It kind of puts them in a dangerous situation. But there are plenty of people, Devin, right here living in Los Angeles that share your values. It's just with everybody on tech, they're not meeting. They're not meeting in a natural way unless they've gone to someone like me and they've exposed their heart and they've sat down on my couch and shared with me. No one's going to know that they're out there if they choose to not be on these dating apps. And that's what I'm trying to solve. Because there are people right here, right now, that are longing for the exact same things that you are. Yeah. And you do have a way to get it out of people. You're like half therapist. (laughs) It's really funny. (laughs) (laughs) You called me out in like 15 seconds. Well, Um, you know. I know. I know. You know, one of the things I will say that I, that someone said to me a few years ago, which I think was the most valuable thing um, that I've heard, or one, I should say one of the most valuable things, but someone said you can't say the wrong thing to the right person. I said and that. <laughs> it's, you probably did say that. I bet it was you. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, it's, it is amazing. I, you know what, now that you say it, it was you. Um, and it's funny because like, I think that so resonated with me, especially in this particular situation I'm in because it was one of those things where I just threw it out and like what I'm doing, like my big, big, big dream. And, um, and you know, a lot of people would have been like, uh, no way am I down for that? No way am I going to stand by that? Whatever. And it's funny because this person and actually somebody else who I'd been cursory dating a little bit said the same, like he was on board for it too. And I was like, wow. Um, I mean, I know people, you know, on early dates, like they say, don't ask about this or don't ask about that. Like my sister actually met her soulmate when she was 40 and it was game on. And like they had really open discussions and, you know, she's now been with him for years. They have a child. And then my brother, same thing, like met his wife through his divorce attorney of all things. Um, They had a mutual divorce attorney. And you know, some of those things that you discuss early on for somebody else may have been a problem, but for them, like it just kind of worked. And, and so I just wanted to throw that out there to people that it's like, yeah, you may say one thing, like I want seven kids to one person and they'll run. And somebody else would be like, Oh my God, so do I. Exactly. Exactly. And more than that, it's not what you ask. It's why you're asking and how you're asking. So when women and men, when they go out on these dates and they have their agenda and they're qualifying questions because they don't want to waste their time, which I hear a lot, Mm -hmm. um, that's a bad way of doing it. None of your questions will land beautifully if you are driving the conversation with your own agenda. If you are simply there to get to know another human being and you're inquisitive and you have a desire to really get to know them for that hour, for those two hours, whatever that time may be, You will get the truth and you will see alignment quickly. It doesn't take three, six, nine months to figure out who someone is. I can do this in an hour. And that's what I try to teach people because you can't have fear. You have to ask because you really want to know, not because you're trying to figure somebody out so that you can bail out and not have a second date because people Mm -hmm. are dating way too efficiently right now. And I know it's hard if you've been out there single for a long time, you don't want to waste yet another Friday, Saturday night. But that is not the right approach for your dating life. This takes time. It takes patience. It takes inquiry. My entire business is based on, even when I teach my team, it's you must be inquisitive 
because you care, because you're curious, not because I've told you to be inquisitive, because you want to know who this person is. And then you have knowledge, right? And then you have comfort. Then, yeah. tell me the, then tell me their deepest, darkest secrets and fears when I sit down with them because I'm coming to the table without judgment. I'm not there to qualify them. I'm just there to say, I'm here to get to know you so that I can serve you and find you the right partner. Share. And yeah. the things that I've heard are amazing. <laughs> well, we only have one minute left, unfortunately, but I did want to wrap with uh, something else that you said, which was when you go on dating or when you're dating, only talk about the positive from each thing, because that was a shift for me. And I, I think it's really interesting to just look for good qualities in people. Um, I, I would love for you to elaborate on that. We can't, unfortunately, but very quickly tell people how to find you because I know they're all going to want to now. Uh-huh. They can find me on Instagram at dateonyourlevel or levelconnections.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me and thank everybody for listening. And I will look forward to seeing or hearing from you all next week. Thanks for listening to Have It All. Be sure to join Devin Alexander for another great show next Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Until we talk again, have a fit and fun week.